Welcome to the ESFFL podcast. What's good, ESFFL? Wow, it's good to be back. Absolutely. This is uh, ESFFL, the podcast. I am your host, Zach, the commissioner. I am your co-host and co-commissioner, Owen, and also your league champion. Mm, wow. Well, what a year it's been. Uh, how does it feel, Owen, coming into this season as the champion? Tell me. We'll just start off real, real quick. How does it feel? Just briefly. It's a, it's a lifelong dream of mine. It's finally been accomplished, <laughs> and I feel everything that it's 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 exactly everything i thought it would be it's been great and uh i'm excited for this year man coming in on top especially after the killer draft like we had oh my gosh it's been uh it's been amazing for sure do it again and uh owen to that i will cheers you with the unofficial official unofficial sponsor of the esffl podcast bud light seltzers that's right especially in 2020 when you Need to get away from everything this year has been. Why not refresh yourself with the Bud Light Seltzer? <laughs> that is a damn good commercial. But, uh, Owen, so we are in the second season of our podcast here. Um, we've only yeah. done one episode so far this year. It was the draft order selection. Yep. Uh, numbers were fantastic. We had 30 million listens on Apple Podcasts and really yeah. just did a lot better than we expected. So that's yeah. fantastic. And it's all on, you know, the people, you know, we're all here for you. You know, we are the podcast. You the podcast the is you. Yes. Wow. Um, but oh, like you, like you briefly talked about a little bit of the draft. The draft was amazing. Oh my God. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Zach, the new league member for, uh, that's right. hosting us there in his offices turned out better than i could have ever hoped i was so surprised to like have zach the new member of our of our league come coming out up big big time i mean we really stepped it up a notch this year as far as draft goes and uh it was a great great time you know 2020 has really cut short a lot of the gathering of people for sure but this was one thing that was Oh man! I yeah, was and there wasn't even there was only I think seven of us there, right? So yeah. we weren't even breaking no. the Corona rules. No, I mean, and we were pretty. Dis- we had a big ass table that had kept us all pretty distance, and uh, for sure. So if you're if you're listening to this and you're not in the league and you want to come for our necks and say that we weren't social distancing, <laughs> just know that we were. Yes, it was a good time though, really good time. Everyone, I think, drafted pretty well. I mean, I'm really excited to see how things kind of end up here. Yep, and also, uh, what was that chicken shack we had? Yeah. Shout out Chicken Jack for the awesome Man, food. I forgot to eat some of that. But <laughs> that's I heard sponsor, it was great. Right? Unofficial official sponsor <laughs> that, of the that's what we're coming after next. Um sure. so we wanted to quickly dive into something that has been talked about in the league a little bit. We had a mention to bring it back this year because Owen and I uh, slipped our minds a little bit. Yeah. But that is the best and worst draft picks of twenty nineteen. So this morning, Owen and I went through the draft last year, uh, looked at all the picks. Boy. <laughs> dissected them talked about the good the bad the ugly the in-between all of it so we compiled a list here took our averages and we have the top five best and the top six worst because we just couldn't decide on some of these uh owen you want to start with best or worst first let's go with the worst i think we got to address the elephant in the room here with uh, some of these actually a couple familiar faces but uh, <laughs> we'll see we'll kind of go through it starting with six and work away with a to number one, the worst pick of last year's draft. And the sixth worst pick of last year's draft is 
Diego with Diego. Juju Smith-Schuster at the second round, eighth pick. And we put him sixth just because, I mean, it wasn't totally Juju's fault. I mean, he had Big Ben go out in, like, maybe first couple weeks, if that. I don't even yeah. know if he got past the first game. Um, but it just made Juju's value just absolutely tank. And so, a lot of disappointment there for, for going in. Yeah, I don't really blame Diego on that one. That's why it's sixth. In the fifth spot, uh, yours truly, myself, Josh Gordon in the sixth round. Uh, <laughs> six nine, actually. Yes. <laughs> six six round, ninth spot. Zach goes with Josh Gordon. Agent and, 420 himself. Yep. And, you know, he's there again if you want him. You know, go for it. Make <laughs> Still it. on the waiver wire. He's there. I'm going to pass this year. Uh, he's burned me a couple times. He's burning more than me, but that's that's all good. And Josh Gordon, you're never going to be on my team again, but I respect you, and I think he's still on the Seahawks, right? He is. Yeah, cool. Good for him. Keep but an eye out for him. In the fourth spot here, uh, Owen and I's averages leveled out to Christian and Owen's A.J. Green trade, and this was you guys swapping. Christian jumped up into the sixth and gave you his seventh. Is that correct? I believe so, yeah. So just swapped picks, and... He got A.J. Green. Uh, yeah, he traded up basically to go get A.J. Green, who disappointingly did not play a single snap, I believe, this uh, all of last year. I don't think he year. did either. So he went up to go get him. A.J. Green was his guy and uh, really did not pan out. So trading up to go get a guy who did not play a snap all year, that sucks. <laughs> it's, it's not great. Um, and what did you get from that trade? Do you remember? I got Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, and he wasn't much better. I mean, he got me through the first four or five weeks. At least he played. And Yes, he did. Uh, Not the greatest, the, though. In the third spot here, I'm making another appearance uh, back-to-back. Back. Got the sixth-round pick with Josh Gordon. Got the seventh-round pick with Darius Geis, 7-2. Uh, it turns out he was injured all year. Yeah, Shocker. who could have foreseen that? I could have. I had a feeling. I think everyone had a feeling. He's I, always hurt. I'm telling you, Washington has a curse that has been placed upon him. Because Something their with their names. medical staff, bro. Oh, my gosh. It's horrific. Yeah. Uh, in the second spot on the worst picks, we had Hunter going David Johnson in the first round. First, <laughs> the first round. The first round. And uh, I think I actually called this out at the draft that it was going to be bad. I've never yeah. in my life trusted David Johnson, and I don't think Hunter will either. I think he's in a very similar spot this year going to the draft. Just kind of a question mark. New new team, new system. He but of, he's, he fell way out of the first oh, round. Yeah, no. He, he was, what, I think four or five good weeks in him last season, and everything else was injured or questionable at best. There were plays where he they just pulled him out of games because yeah. he just wasn't good. Could not get it done. It was crazy to see Kenyon Drake just completely take over that backfield towards the end of the season. And play so, very well at that. Yeah. Yeah, but at one eight to get that kind of production, just yeah, that sucks. But uh, if we're looking at the one spot, we're going to see a very, very familiar face. And not only a familiar face, but the man who drafted this familiar face is the one that asked about this segment in uh, to begin with. So <laughs> yeah. that is Jared drafting Le'Veon Bell in the first round. And if you guys remember, I think it was David that drafted Le'Veon Bell in the f- uh, yeah. first round yeah, or the second spot, round something or something like. That. like the year before and right. never played. Yeah. And so he made this list as the worst pick and here we are again in 2020, Le'Veon's the worst pick again. Yep. It's at the 1-4 spot. That is tremendous. Actually, now that I think about it, the year before, I think he was like the, the second spot. Like yeah. Second or third spot. So it's crazy to see how Lev Bell has screwed people and in this it's league. not even that he was playing terribly. Like he was a decent running back but nowhere near a first round pick. No. And he had... 
Like, I think his high points was like 15, it felt like. like It was never anything crazy, no. especially being like a star running back that you expect a lot out of. Just didn't get it from him last year. Really bad situation. Let's see how it improves, I guess. This yeah, year. Um, I think it'll help a little bit having Sam Darnold. Because remember last year he had the mono. He was out for a, a while. Very true, it yeah. did not help Le'Veon because there's nobody to throw the ball, nobody to touch the ball, catch yep. it, run it, anything. Yeah. Uh, so the best picks now. Uh, we, got we got two ties here. So... Tied for third, we have David's pick of Darren Waller and Owen's pick of Mark Andrews. Uh, both 16-round tight ends, and it actually turned out that Darren Waller was amazing for a good majority yeah. of the regular season. Had a little bit of down weeks towards the end, but overall, really worth a 16th-round pick. I know he was David's starter for most of his time last year. Right. Um, and then Mark Andrews, who Owen actually traded me right after the draft, turned out to be, I think, White or tight end three, right? Something like that. And yeah, so totally, was, totally was worth amazing. totally worth trading him out for a Giovanni <laughs> Bernard. Yeah, that was, that's that trade right there. Maybe should have been <laughs> on the worst picks. Yeah, it was pretty damn close. I know uh, that's the one trade for me that did not work out last year. Not at all, because Gio, you cut him before the season started, or like after week one or I something. I think it was right? after about week three or four. Uh, I was like, uh, no, nah, it's not gonna happen. Um, so after Mark Andrews, there tied for second now. We have Derrick Henry at the fourth pick, fourth round, fifth pick for Christian there, and Josh drafting Austin Eckler in the sixth round, first pick. And I think, I don't know how long it was into the season that he traded Austin Eckler to Tavo, mm -hmm. um, but he did end up doing that. But regardless, it's a great pick. Eckler was top five for, I think, most of the year, and right. maybe even finished there because he just had some crazy weeks, and he's a PPR monster. And now that he's the starting running back in Los Angeles, I think we're going to see more of that. Yeah, a lot of the same for this year for Eckler and Henry. Um, Christian, for me, was a, a top pick because... Derrick Henry, yeah. Derrick Henry, and he called it out before the draft. Like, look, Derrick Henry's going to be the guy. And, like, if he's there at four, like, you guys are crazy. Like, and he said it, called it, and lo and behold, King Henry uh, took the Titans all the way to the AFC Championship. So, a lot of good picks there. And then we got, uh, no shocker here, yeah. it should be no surprise to anybody... Lamar Jackson, and that is Steve showing up again on the one spot. Pretty sure he was there guru. last year. Uh, he got Lamar in the tenth round with the fourth pick, which is just phenomenal because he was far in a. I don't know the phrasing for that, but he was really good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's insane. Like a consensus number one pick here with Lamar. It's as a ten tenth round to find a quarterback, or, or even just getting a quarterback around there is still rolling the dice a little bit. But to pull out Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the league last year absolutely uh gem in the rough right there absolutely so uh again real quick we'll just run down the top darren waller mark andrews derrick henry austin eckler lamar jackson those are your best picks of 2019 uh and jared we will remember to do this segment for next year <laughs> when we start the new season so thanks for thanks for keeping us on our toes yeah should i just watch out for love bell let's just kind of go ahead and say it right now. <laughs> Um, we also need to talk about the league punishment for this year. So we right. kind of talked about it in yes. the group chat a little bit. Um, I was down for some belly button piercings slash tattoos. Like we're doing it big this year. Because like I don't all think around. I'm getting last. <laughs> I, no, yeah. I'm being outlandish with the punishments because I don't think that's I have possible. no intention of getting last yeah. place. So it's going to be interesting to see who's battling out. But I think I think Owen, uh, a fun <laughs> one that would be pretty easy to do and nothing too crazy is a WAP music video. That's that not too crazy hilarious. for you? That's no, not too crazy. so funny. Realistically, though, could you see yourself doing that? No, because I wouldn't have to. Well, I'm just... Then, uh, I can see how you doing it. 
Me? <laughs> last place, that's why. Wow, first or last? Maybe. Josh did it. I don't know. It's impossible <laughs> here. This is a dynasty you're looking at over here. Interesting. But, but the WAP, huh? But we need to figure out a league <laughs> punishment. So um, I don't know how late into the season we need to decide this by. Probably by the end of week one, I think, just so mm-hmm. everybody's <laughs> in on it. And you can't tank or whatever. I don't know. And last year was, uh, what was it, Hunter? Did a yeah, fantastic yeah. job. So the standards were set high, for sure. Yeah, it was insane. I wish we could show you the video of him in his uh, Napoleon Dynamite outfit and dance moves. It was insane. I well actually done posted to him. it on Instagram, and they immediately took it down for copyright. Are you serious? It was just that much fire, I guess. Yeah. You can't have that spreading <laughs> across. can't go viral. No. So if you have any suggestions for the League of Punishment, send them to the group chat. Um, I'll set up a poll, I guess, probably start of week one we'll do sunday and then go to sunday for the voting polar plunge is my favorite suggestion at this point which is what jump into a cold ass pool or water it's gonna be middle of december almost beginning of january it'd be cold just lost your your league hop into a pool damn maybe Uh, (laughs) and that'll definitely be in there we'll see if it gets voted through um but on that note we want to bring back our lovely assistant kimothy yeah after <laughs> after finally feeling better after a, a rough stint with the the old covid she's back finally back on her feet doing what she does best weekly updates from around the esffl thank you kimothy and again Good. welcome back to the studio we appreciate you having uh having our backs here with the news and we're just glad that you're you're doing all right. We love you from afar, Kim. <laughs> Way more than six feet. Just keep your distance. Gosh, she's ugly. Okay. I don't know what happened in there. Uh, so first bit of news here, we got the payoff or the uh, payout breakdown. So we initially had it voted, or I just set it at 600, 300, 100 for first, second, and third. Uh, it just basically doubled the first place prize from last year when we were uh, basically $500, right? Yep. That was our pot. Yep. So we doubled the pot this year. Double the winnings, but we decided we wanted to go bigger, Owen. And so here How we are. big? $700 for first place. Boy. boy. 200 for second. And I hear changing lives. 100 for third place. So you get third. I think it's respectable. You get your money back. You're breaking even for the season. But beyond that, you're <laughs> doubling and then seven times in your buy-in. So we're rich this year. It's going to be great to just be counting my stacks at the end of the year as I... Write down my name for another trophy. Okay. Oh my god, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And love the, the move for our league. The vote on that was unanimous. Uh, we had two people not vote, but it was eight nothing in terms of making the the first place more more hefty. Yeah. So we went up a hundred bucks from what it initially was. Seven hundred dollar first place prize this year. Uh, it should make anybody's pocket smile. Changing lives out here. It's gonna be a great year for the ESFFL. For sure. And uh, on to the waiver wire here, Owen. So we had just a couple of additions here. Um, scroll down a bit for me, Owen. So we didn't have any major additions. Owen thinks he has a major one, but we'll let him talk a little bit about that. We had Josh the Tinker Stinkers get Chris Thompson and Tevin Coleman for $0 and $6 respectively. Neither had any other bids, so he could have got Tevin for free. Surprised he paid anything at this point in the in the league season, but it's all good. And then Owen picked up the Indianapolis Colts defense for $1 with no other bids. Yeah, and the Chris Thompson real quick, you know, we're going to dive into what the whole situation that is Jacksonville and what happened there not only in the franchise but with our league. 
but Chris Thompson being the number one guy out there in Jacksonville is going to be a great pickup for Josh. I think uh, half PPR wise, this is going to be a great candidate to be a, a flex starter um, for your leagues going forward. And then uh, the Colts defense, I can't believe was someone I looked over in the draft. It was uh, the first person to be picked up off the off the waiver wire, and uh, I really see the Colts being a top five defense for the first half of the year. I, Where are they playing week one? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, that's. I mean, to me, is going to be the number one starter this this week. I could see that. How was their defense last year, though? Defense. They were a top ten defense. Were they actually? They were. They were. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to fact check that. Let's let's look it up. Let's look it, look up. it up. Um, but I don't really know about that one. But the Colts, to me, they're probably a middle road defense. But they're playing Jacksonville Week One, so I guess I can't really blame you. But touching on that uh, Jacksonville comment you made, Owen. They made a questionable decision with Leonard Fournette Wild. to cut him, uh, not get anything for him. Apparently couldn't get anything for him. But Owen is, in fact, a better negotiator than whoever's doing it for Jacksonville <laughs> because he was able to flip a teamless Leonard Fournette for Travis Kelsey, world number one tight end, top five wide receiver. Yes, and uh, this obviously, obviously caused a little bit of commotion within the league. Brother Lee, I, <laughs> I didn't even – I never got a notification for that, so I don't know why. That is weird. I don't know. Um, but I checked the league because I think Diego texted, like, what the fuck is Owen doing? <laughs> and I pull open the app, and I see this ridiculous trade that Owen said absolutely nothing about. Just didn't even like, oh, wow, got, got Travis Kelsey. The, the group chat was quiet. The league chat was quiet. Yeah. Owen's over here just trying to sneakily. I was surprised that no one said anything. like a little snake under the no, radar and even. steal Travis Kelsey from Tavo when he wasn't even looking. This is the issue right here. There is a two totally different perspectives on this this crazy trade, this outlandish right out the gate trade. That I definitely didn't want to set the, the standard for the year going about this. But honestly, I did not expect Tavo to just go ahead and accept it straight up. Like, he was cool about it. And, and to me, it does make a little bit of sense. Fournette is a top 10 running back. No matter He's still trying to sell Leonard Fournette. I'm just saying, like, it's it obviously was a skew. <laughs> it was not a, a level trade. It was trade. not a level trade. Not at all. But I think there's a lot of upside for Fournette this year, especially the way things are kind of panning out for the Bucks at the beginning of this year. I think he did get best case scenario in going to the Bucks, though. Yeah, in terms of where he also could have gone, is not even close. I had him a winner going to Chicago, so this was beyond my expectations, and I I'm going to hold on to him. And I'm going to well, that's good because now you can, we reverse the trade. So much, yeah, yeah, so much shit about Fournette. It's like, oh, this guy. Like, there were so much hate towards Fournette for some reason, just because he was on a team. Like, oh, he sucks. Like, nobody's going to pick him up. And I'm the truther out here for Fournette. So me and him are gonna ride or die to the end of the year. I'm gonna show y'all. It was It'll a unanimous vote to reverse that trade, by the way, including myself, including yourself, including myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, that happened. What? Just barely over a week ago today, upon mm-hmm. recording. So the league has settled back. Everybody's yeah. happy again. I think we're we're back to normal. Man, I, I told Sid I was like, babe, the, the group chat's blowing up <laughs> right now. I gotta I gotta control the league. They're yeah. all they're all mad. 
we handle this better than a, <laughs> a lot of a lot of things going on in the world for sure um <laughs> but yeah that is it in terms of the uh transactions for this the week transactions the news all that what have yous um and now owen let's really quickly get into the week one preview let's go start of the season here we go <laughs> Okay, so week one. Oh my gosh, Owen, it's finally here. Crazy after to all say these that. Years. It is crazy. Weeks, yeah, I guess. it Not feels yet. like years. It well, like twenty twenty has been. Man, this oh is my ridiculous. god. Yeah, no, it's been the longest year of our lives for sure. At least it feels that way for me. Um, but starting out week one, we've got five great matchups. Everybody, obviously, O and O on the season. This is where you can make your season start to go well or maybe have to fight your way back towards the middle of the pack. So Nobody wants to start out of a hole. Nobody wants to start out 0-1, but unfortunately, five of us will, Owen. And I can't wait to see how it pans out. The first matchup we're going to dive into here is the newcomer Zach, Zach's fantasy team. I'm going to call him Other Zach, versus the <laughs> Tillamook teabagger Steve at 0-0. And firstly, I'd like to say Zach's fantasy team name, Zach's fantasy team, is pretty funny because it is a play on the Redskins having to change their name to the Washington yeah. football team. What a wild... I might bleep that out. I don't even want to say that word anymore on the, on the podcast. Oh, did you say the R word? Get canceled, though. Whoa. Okay. Uh... Well, it was nice. <laughs> this podcast has been great so far. It's been, it's been nice, but I think we're canceled. So for this matchup, we've got Patrick Mahomes on Thursday night versus Drew Brees uh, on Sunday. Mahomes versus Houston and Drew Brees playing against the Buccaneers. Not a good pass defense from last year, but we really don't know how it's going to play out for this year. Um, the running backs, who is that? That's Zach on the right with Barkley and Mostert starting, actually, mm-hmm. versus Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler for Steve there. I think I think Steve's got a significant running back advantage. I don't really trust Raheem Mostert, not as a starter. It is. I mean, between Saquon, it's. I mean, it's your number two running back in the league. Mostert is uh, maybe a fringe RB two. It just it's a it's a tough start. They've got a lot of running backs there in San Francisco. It's tough to read. Um, He might turn out to be the number one though. We don't know yet. He's the projected number one at this point, but we'll see how it plays out. It's definitely not going to compare to Eckler, who I think is going to have a monster of a game. Absolutely, especially going against Cincinnati. Eckler. Yeah, absolutely. At the Bengals, projected 17. That's probably the floor for him this week. Uh, in the wide receiver spot, Steve has Odell Beckham <laughs> and Julian Edelman. Uh, I thought I smelled them over here. <laughs> versus A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. So, man, that's that's pretty close. I like those matchups. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for A.J. Brown. I like the start there. D.K. Metcalf coming off his freshman year in the league. I think he's gonna kill it in Atlanta. Yeah, he's got he's got two second year wide receivers starting. I Metcalf think and Brown. The year of the second uh, second year receivers is a big thing. I think it's a, a good indication that they're gonna be coming back uh, for some successful seasons for both of these guys here. Yeah, maybe so. And uh, Steve's got the veterans, so going opposite, he's got Odell and Edelman, two old old heads. Some old heads and, uh, you know, some of them in the headlines a little bit here and there. Yeah, yeah they made some, made some Twitter trending news recently, but I don't know. We'll have to get into that another yeah. time. 
And old man Edelman, I think it's old gonna, man. Edelman. <laughs> old man Edelman is going to be kind of an issue for me. To, uh, I don't know. I just don't trust the connection that him and Cam yet have yet. I think a lot of his success has been in Tom Brady's timing. So we'll see how that plays out. Could be true. In the tight end spot, uh, Steve has Noah Fant, and Zach will be setting out George Kittle. Um, Kittle, an obvious tight end advantage for him. Uh, don't really know about Fant. I mean, he was supposed to be pretty good last year, didn't really play great, so we'll just kind of have to see how that works for, uh, works for Steve this year, but tight ends are a crapshoot most of the time. Kittle's the number one there. I mean, it's yeah. going to be... In the flex, we got Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley for Steve. So two very solid flexes. Um, didn't have to draft Le'Veon in the first, so that's awesome. And for the flexes for Zach, he is setting out two tight ends in Gronkowski and then C.D. Lamb. Yeah, I like the C.D. Lamb pick, especially with this news with uh, Amari Cooper being a little bit wobbled to start out the year. Uh, C.D. Lamb is just looking killer in training camp. But Gronkowski, that is something that I'm very interested in seeing how that's going to play out with, between him, Brady, and that offense. They already have three tight ends on that roster between Brady, O.J. Howard, and him. It's going to be interesting to see how much actual snaps he gets. But uh, over Gurley and Bell, I think uh, Steve's going to have the flex power, uh, or, uh, flex advantage, flex advantage yeah. in that spot. Um, overall, overall, Steve's projected to lose, though. Yeah, Zach with a sixty-five percent projected win, one thirty-nine to one thirty. So I, I don't really know what way this will go. Just looking at the rosters, I think I'm gonna take Steve's team to win actually in the upset. Wow. Yeah, I think between uh, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Breeze, uh, that's gonna be a huge, huge factor in his victory as well. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Steve. Sorry, Zach. I know you're, you're the rookie this year. Um, Steve's going to have... We just don't play any games in this league. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, he ain't no pushover. Almost took me out of the playoffs last year, actually. But did end up in the toilet bowl, so Indeed. don't really know. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so that's Steve versus Zach. You picked Steve as well, right? I did. I'm, I'm trying to keep track of our podcast pick him here. That's right. Bringing it back. It's going to be interesting to see. I obviously was wrecked towards the end of the year. Wrecked. Our, <laughs> on our podcast picked him, pick him and was doused in about... What was it, about five cups of water? I think it was eight. Oh I think God. that was the difference. Was nearly eight. drowned. And you want to bring that back? Same same deal? Same deal. We can double it up if you want. All right, cool. I'm down. All right, double, do- double down. <laughs> uh, so the second matchup we have here for week one, we got the Wuhan Tiger Kings. Die- oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> I want to say something about Steve's team real quick. Steve, you got to change your team logo from Darius Geis, bro. You, yeah, what, what do you think this is? This is not okay. I might put you on a suspension. Yeah, we yeah, have some sensitivity, man. There's a lot going on in this world, and uh, Darius guys cannot be someone that represents us. In no, league. no. Um, so, sorry. Speaking Diego, of. The Wuhan Tiger Kings, <laughs> Diego O&O, <laughs> versus the Euphoric Moneybags, Christian, obviously also 0-0. Zero and zero. So, this one, Diego towards the bottom half of the league last year. Christian, definitely worth, worth the top. <laughs> definitely towards the top yes, my bad there you go uh it's that bud light cells i know they're strong they get you through a podcast <laughs> i'll tell you that um and in this matchup the early projections are for christian to win 140 to 134 it's a 60 40 split uh the quarterbacks we got cam newton versus lamar jackson um 
that's a seven point difference on the projection. I don't think Cam's going to have an amazing week. I think it's his first week on this team. He'll probably be good for like two touchdowns and just a close win in Miami. Uh, I think Lamar's going to go off, though, against the Browns. I think that's a good safe bet. I'm going to give Christian the advantage in terms of the uh, quarterbacks. Okay. The running backs, though, Owen, we got Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake for Diego and Derek Henry and David Johnson for Christian. Yeah, it's definitely not the uh, plethora of running backs that Christian had last year where he had everyone who was a top dog, uh, bell cow. It was just on his roster. But he did come away running it back with Derrick Henry. David Johnson, I do like it in Kansas City, start things out on Thursday. Uh, it's going to be a tough battle, though. I, I really do have these running backs at uh, a split 50-50 between who's going to be taking it. It's about too. Yeah, it's a, it's a push for me between Jacobs, Drake, and Henry Johnson. I think it's going to be a good matchup all the way around, a lot of production. Yeah, we'll have to see. I know Josh Jacobs has a really high ceiling this year. It's going to be hard for him to consistently reach that ceiling, though, in yeah, my opinion. true. And Carolina, I think, was the worst-rated running back defense I think they were really bad, year. so he'll probably have a good week to start for sure. But will he be able to sustain that production year-round? Don't know yet. Same yeah. with Drake, though, to be honest with you. like He had some good weeks, but... San Francisco's tough. San Francisco's a very tough running defense. I know uh, Kyler really killed them last year in the past, so true. it was not their strong suit to be running against San Francisco, but we'll see how it works for DeFuego this week. In the wide receiver spots, uh, we got Thielen and Amari Cooper for Diego, questionable Cooper, versus Julio Jones and Juju Smith-Schuster for Christian there. So last year you would have said, wow, Juju and Julio, that's like, Two top five receivers. Two top five receivers. <laughs> the receivers. Uh, but this year, Juju's a little bit ranked a little bit lower, so I'm not sure if he's going to be a top five option. I think with Big Ben there, he definitely has the potential to be a really good wide receiver, especially on Monday night against the Giants. The Giants are not good. I don't think their defense got any better. I think it's gonna. I think I think he's probably good for that that projection there, thirteen. And then for Diego, we got. Adam Thielen and Cooper. I know that you believe in Amari Cooper, Owen, but do you think he will play this weekend against the Rams? I do think he will play. I think this this is definitely my player to watch. Uh, this year, we're going to be definitely diving a little bit into some guys that we like this year as we go through the matchups for the week. Uh, we're going to individually choose a player that we are just going to be very interested or watching particularly for this week. Amari Cooper is my guy for multiple reasons. One, because of this injury that's kind of sprung up last minute uh, just today. Uh, they announced that Cooper's going to have like going to be hobbled potential for week one start. And with the new new contract with Jalen Ramsey, he's supposed to take that, uh, take Amari Cooper away. If he doesn't start, I'm worried about my guy, which is the second part of this, is Michael Gallup. If he sees uh, Jalen Ramsey, that's a, a lot of production off the table for Dallas right off the bat. So something to keep in mind, um, where where Jalen Ramsey might potentially go covering, depending on if, uh, Amari Cooper's health. For sure. And the tight end spot here, Owen, we got uh, Hunter Henry versus Darren Waller. I think it'll be close. That's a pretty good matchup there. Both projected around 10, give or take a point. Uh, in the flex, we got Tyler Lockett and... Uh, what? Henry Ruggs? Or, Mar- or Marquise Brown. Yeah, I was going to gonna call him Malcolm Brown, but that oh, was the yeah. Rams running back. Marquise Brown. <laughs> I did the same thing last year. Uh, versus Henry Ruggs and DJ Chark on Christian's team there. So this one, they give the edge to Diego uh, for his flex, about 26 points versus Christian's maybe 23-ish. Um, 
And I would probably give the advantage to Diego here. I think he's probably Tyler Lockett's going to be better than Ruggs and Marquise Brown, maybe around the same points as DJ Chark. They haven't projected just a 0.4 difference, but I would give the advantage to Diego in that one. I think with the ceiling and floor potential, I think it's a lot greater gap with Ruggs and Chark between Lockett and Marquise Brown because I think the, the ceiling is definitely there for uh, for Diego. But Ruggs, to me, with uh, with a lot of the the way the offense is supposed to run with having two rookie wide receivers starting now, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see how that's going to look. Um, but I think Lockett, for me, is somebody to watch, Owen. I, they're playing the Falcons in the Dome. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, I think he could potentially get two touchdowns. Yeah, I could see that happening. I th- yeah, looking back on last year, the 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 chemistry that him and Russell Wilson had last year was insane. Like he just trusts him to make the plays, especially yeah. around the red zone. Um, he's gonna have a lot of production in Atlanta's defense, who just lets everything go. That's uh, just their defense. And uh, for me, DJ Chark is something I'm very interested to see how that's even gonna play out. How what is Jacksonville's offense even gonna look like with probably not with good bare bones? Yeah. Or, like, I can imagine walking onto a field being that offense, knowing that... What are we going to do? Yeah, what the hell's the plan? <laughs> <laughs> so, Chark's production, he could be... like His ceiling is so high for me because that's literally their only option. It will probably be just to keep throwing the ball, uh, being down so much. But who knows what that offense can look like going forward this week. I think it's going to be nice. But, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to we'll look see. At yeah. For the kickers, uh, we got Zerline and Butker. And then for the defenses, Steve or Diego has Chiefs. And Christian has the 49ers. So, the projection, Owen, like I said, has Christian winning by a slim margin. Only six points there. What do you think this week will bring us? Um, we're going to see a lot of production. I think this is going to be one of the higher scoring games between all the matchups this week. Um, look for Lamar Jackson to have a monster week this week. I think he's going to have upwards of 30 to 40 points to to really put it onto the Browns um just with the help of Henry da- uh, David Johnson Waller Ruggs I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for some major points give me Christian uh to take one over the Wuhan Tiger Kings in Diego and this one's tough for me um but I think the edge is going to come in the quarterbacks I think it'll be within 10 points but I'm going to give the edge to Christian just on the fact that he's got Lamar against the Browns and I think he's good for, like you said, 30 to 40. Like That could be a realistic week for Lamar Jackson this week. Um, Cam Newton, I just don't see putting up that kind of points. And I think that right there will give Christian the edge. Uh, I'll take Christian as well for this one. All right, interesting. Sorry, uh, Diego. looks like uh, you're going to start out slow once again. <laughs> uh, for the third matchup, uh, what do we got here, Owen? We got... This Josh and the Tinker Stinkers versus the Calabasas Kids in Tavo. Nice, nice. Okay, let's get into that one. So that one, I think Josh was Josh was like middle of the road in terms of standings last year, right? Uh, yeah, he definitely started strong. Uh, yeah, started strong and then had like a rough patch. Tavo had a really tough year. He was towards the back for most of the season. Uh, ended up stringing together a couple of nice victories to get him out of the toilet bowl, really. Yeah, it was really nice. Impressive, actually. And, and then, in this one, Owen, really, really close. Only 51% to 49%. So Josh with just literally a .7 projected victory. Very, very close. Wow. In the quarterback spot for these two guys, though, we got Tavo with Josh Allen. And we got Josh with uh, Carson Wentz versus the Washington football team. So <laughs> both good matchups for two solid quarterbacks. Uh, I'm not really sure if there's one that 
really deserves an advantage over the other right now. Um, but that'll be a close one to watch. In the running back spot, we got McCaffrey and Ronald Jones versus Clyde Edwards-Hilaire versus, and Chris Carson. So in this one, for me, Christian McCaffrey far and ahead the best running back between these two teams. But the difference here is going to be Ronald Jones and Chris Carson. And I just don't see Ronald Jones having any sort of major role now right. that Fournette's there. Yeah. Um, this may be the only chance you start him, though. Um, it could probably be the only game because he's not going to be fully entrenched with the offense yet. But going forward, it's going to be somebody that you need to keep an eye on if you're managing that team. So for this one, I'll give the advantage to uh, Josh's team here. For with sure. the running backs, but it's not going to be super, super crazy. Yeah. Um, the, the wide receivers, we got Mike Evans and DJ Moore for Tavo versus Tyreek Hill and Allen Robinson. And Mike Evans, Owen, I think we got a notification on him today, right? Yes, just this morning, a soft tissue injury to his uh, legs. Uh, I think it was like this quadricep area. So they're questioning his uh, his game time if at all if he starts uh, for this coming up week. So keep an eye on that. Mike Evans might not play with the soft tissue injury, which is going to be another major hit for Tavo. If he does play, though, he's got a good matchup against the Saints, who historically don't have a great pass defense. Right, exactly. But compared to Tyreek Hill and Allen Robinson for, uh, for Josh, it's going to be rough to be catching up with a lot of points. Tyreek Hill is one of... For me, he was a wide receiver, too. And yeah. I think he had a lot of potential to put a lot of points on the board with Mahomes. So um, hopefully Evans could play. If, if not, there's a potential for him to start someone like Tyler Boyd or Justin Jefferson. Uh, so maybe even Fitz. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Fitz is really not a bad play. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, for the tight ends here, though, we got Kelsey versus Ertz. So two top-tier tight ends. Kelsey might even be somebody that subs in some of those points that's going to be missed out if Mike Evans for sure so he could be somebody on Thursday night getting over 20 points he's projected 15 but it's easy to see him going over that I think right yeah absolutely uh for the flexes though Tavo has Marlon Mack and Devontae Parker versus Devin Singletary and Terry McLaurin for Josh well you know me I'm not a McLaurin fan I think him and the connection that he has with uh who is Haskins Dwayne Haskins is just non-existent. Not a huge fan, but I do like it over Devontae Parker because he's also questionable with an injury himself who they're not sure if he's going to be starting this week too. So And against New England, a tough defense. Yeah, yeah, and I guarantee he's going to be going against a heated uh, Stephon Gilmore who Devontae Parker got the best of him last year. He's going to want some revenge. So I'd, I'd be watching um, Devontae Parker and Mike Evans at Fawaz Tabo to see where those guys are going to start or not and uh, be making some changes accordingly. For the kickers in this one, we got Joey Sly and Will Lutz, and then we got the defenses, the Chargers, and the Steelers. So, Owen, scroll back up real quick for me. The projected, just a three-point difference here. Uh, what do you see playing out for this matchup? <laughs> Man, I would love to see Josh just start out the gate down one to Tabo. Oh, hold on. I want to say something real quick. The projections on my phone are way different from what's on your computer. What do you got? I got 148 to huh. 148. Interesting. Well, we'll go off those projections. All right. So, again, like I said at the start of this segment, really, really close projections, but who do you take? I think for me it's going to be the, the the question marks are going to take the toll on, on, on Tabo here. Josh is going to take the victory. 
Um, just the health between Evans and Parker, it's tough to, to know like how much protection they're going to be able to, to actually have um, hobbled. With I do agree, teams. and I mean, it's hard to take. I would take Tavo's team if I thought Devontae Parker and Mike Evans were healthy. Right. I think that would kind of sway it for me. But if they're not fully healthy and maybe not playing a full snap count, I got to take Josh's team, which is fully healthy with a good second running back. So I think I'm going to take Josh, but I don't think it'll be too crazy, especially if Parker and Evans play. So we're both taking Josh there. Is that what I said? Yeah, I think we're uh, on the same uh, choices between the we first are three so matches. far. <laughs> so we'll have to look into it next in this next matchup. And we got <clears throat> the Golden Yetis and Zach Ooh. versus Easy. Team you know Easy does it. Easy does it? Okay. Yeah, Team Easy does it. Does it. All right. I'm never sure. But I know it's like Ezekiel Elliott, so. Easy I'm... does it. Yep. Okay. So for this one, the quarterbacks, two top-tier options, in my humble opinion, Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. Uh, in the running backs, we got Kamara and Mixon for myself. We have Ezekiel Elliott and Aaron Jones for Jared. So I think between those four guys, they're all really good. Yeah, these are some high picks for running backs. Yeah, we both went pretty early on. Uh, for the wide receivers, we got Hopkins and Cooper Cup for myself, and Godwin's versus Robert Godwin versus Robert Woods. So the battle of Rams wide receivers there wow. too. That'll be nice to watch. I like it. Uh, for the tight ends, we got Mark Andrews and Higby. Uh, for the flexes, I will be flexing. Stefan Diggs and Kareem Hunt. Jared has uh, Jonathan Taylor. Is that his name? Yeah. Jonathan Taylor and T.Y. Hilton in the flexes there. So in this matchup, Owen, for me, somebody to watch, scroll up real quick for me, is going to be uh, Kamar, or not Kamar, I'm sorry, Hopkins. I think Hopkins okay. is going to have a really big week against the Niners. It's kind of going to be unexpected, but if we're remembering last year, uh, Kyler was torching the Niners. And with Jared starting yeah. Kyler Murray, and every time he throws a touchdown, it's got to be to my boy D-Hop. And I think Most it's going to neutralize some of Jared's points. That's kind of my hope for this week is to just kind of give me that edge in uh, in the touchdown category. But I like what Jared's done with his team. It's really, really good. He's got Godwin, who could potentially be the the best wide receiver on the Buccaneers this week with yeah. Evans a little injured. And then, like I said, the battle of the Rams receivers, those guys both projected around 13 points each. So it's going to be really, really close. I know the projections are kind of showing that as well. Um, it's gone up and down all day because who knows why. But yeah, a lot of fluctuation between the past couple of days. But the, the projection right now is me 151, Jared 146. So okay. looking at these rosters, Owen, do you have anybody that you want to uh, single out as somebody to watch for this week? I think uh, the Rams game is going to be huge because we're going to see a lot of Rams between this matchup. We've got, we got Woods. It could be whoever scores a touchdown between those two is the difference, really. Yeah, yeah. Just knowing – it would be interesting to see how the Rams have planned out like their production between a lot of their receivers, including Tyler Higby, like what his role is going to be like yeah. in that offense. Um, there's a lot of production available against Dallas, who is changing a lot of things. I'd up. be lying if I wasn't thinking about starting Cam Akers. Oh wow! And we could have we could have four Rams in this matchup. I thought about putting him in over Kareem Hunt. Wow! But, yeah, uh, but after Kareem Hunt got that extension, I gotta start him. I think. Oh yeah, team money bags over here. Your whole team's just whole team got extension. Scroll up. Out. I'll tell you from top to bottom. It is insane. Watson got an extension. Kamara's going to get one. Mixon got one. Hopkins got one. Diggs got one. Kareem Hunt got one. Jordan Howard's on a new contract. And that's it. 
Oh, Austin Hooper as well. Yeah, that's a lot of money. My team's rich. They're so fucking rich. <laughs> they are rich, but does that equate to victories in your no, fantasy team? No, it does not. Really? <laughs> it, I mean, no, it doesn't. It would, sometimes players who get paid end up getting a little complacent and yeah. don't put in their full effort or whatever. So, But I don't think all these guys that got paid on my team, they're dogs. You know? They are they, very, yeah. They want to play football and they want to win. They want to compete at a high level, and that's what I'm hoping for this season. With that said, though, Owen, I'm taking myself to win this week. Really? I have to. Yeah, I'm not going to ever pick against myself. Yeah, no, absolutely favored to win this matchup. It's going to be the matchup of the week for me between all the talent on both sides. Ezekiel yeah, two Elliott, very Aaron good teams, Jones. I think. Yes, very two, two top teams, I think, this league that you're going to have to watch out for when you're facing them. Um, just a lot of talent. And especially knowing how paid the fuck out Zach's team is, that makes it that much more worrying. <laughs> Because initially, I wasn't too concerned, but knowing that Cincinnati does believe in Joe Mixon, they pay him out. Uh, New Orleans believes in Kamara, they pay him out. I wasn't sure if Houston, if what they were going to do with Watson, they pay him out. So everyone and we got Hopkins, who just worked himself the largest non-QB deal ever. I think because of the production and the money of your team, I'm going to give you the victory in this one as well. I think we're... I think we're uh, on the same side for this, all we the matchups are. this week. But it's okay, though. We don't know what's going to happen. It's exactly. really just guessing at this point. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, watch the Niner game between Cardinals. I think it's going to be a big big thing there. And then the, the Dallas, of course, for us, mm-hmm. the Dallas-Rams game is going to be huge. So. I'm excited. I think I have Watson on Thursday. That's the only one going on Thursday between our two teams, oh, yeah. right? We got football tomorrow. We got football tomorrow. Insane. That's going to be awesome. Insane. Uh, Owen, what's our fifth matchup we got to talk about here? So, in our last matchup, we're going to have myself. The Area 5150s versus Hunter, the Green Bowl Packers. Hunter, if you listen to this, don't forget to update your team name. Right now, your team Hunt Daddy. I'm not going to call you that. Sorry. Ain't happening. <laughs> so, uh, in Owen and Hunter's matchup, the early projection here, pretty close, Owen. Uh, 140 to 138. Let me see what my phone says. Cause, yeah, this is the know, first time I've seen myself as the projected winner. 145 to 148. So... Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, you've been projected to lose to Hunter by just a couple of points here. Nothing too crazy. Um, the quarterbacks here, we got uh, Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. So you got your Cowboy Owen. You happy I with do. that? You fell to me in the draft. Otherwise. That's cool, though. You get to watch the, the a top-tier quarterback play for your own football team. So that's cool. Yeah, love it. Uh, Russell Wilson playing Atlanta. That'll be a good game as well. I think both of those guys are good for around their projections, which are 23 and 21. I think they're both probably good for plus 20, let's say 25 each. So close. Yeah. Uh, for running backs, we got Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders for you, Owen, versus James Conner and Melvin Gordon. So you guys both have a questionable running back in Sanders and Gordon. Uh, I expect both of them to play. I don't know which one will be better, but for your starting running backs, the the number ones for your team, James Conner and Nick Chubb, I think they're both very good options for week one. Yeah, it's tough for me. I know uh, Miles Sanders just came out with uh, an injury. They're not sure about how much touches, how many touches, and how much he's going to be able to get the ball uh, starting week one. So I want to play it safe to get him out the gate. Um, so his production is going to be a little bit limited. I still think going against that Washington defense, he's going to be okay, and he's going to a lot of. Uh, uh, passing opportunities out that way in, in Philly. For sure. Um, and for the wide receivers, we got Kenny Galladay and Calvin Ridley for you, and Mike Thomas and Devontae Adams for Hunter there. So I think 
he's obviously got the advantage. I think you would even say that if for wide receivers, just looking at like, wow, those guys are two top fives in my opinion. Absolutely. And he went, I think, the first two rounds wide receiver, right? Yeah, yeah. So he really reached on the wide receivers that did not work out for him last year. As long as these guys stay healthy this year, it'll give Hunter a really good wide receiver core that I think will give him an advantage over almost all the teams he comes against. Yeah, definitely. Michael Thomas, I mean, all the PPR opportunities you could want. Yeah. Devontae Adams, same thing same for thing. Green Bay. Like, this is all either, all the receptions in the world are going to be going to these two guys. And I think both your guys kind of will rely on touchdowns. Both yeah. is possible. Yeah. But will they get a touchdown this week? I don't know. We got Chicago for Galladay, a tough matchup. And Seattle for Ridley, another tough matchup. So we'll kind of yeah. see how it plays out. But in terms of wide receivers, I'll give the advantage to Hunter there. Definitely. Uh, for tight ends, though, you have Jared Cook. Uh, and Hunter has Evan Ingram pretty close. Got a nine projection for one, eight projection for the other. That's Evan Ingram and Cook, respectively. I don't really know which one will be better. They'll probably be around the same. For the flexes, you got Hardman and Gallup versus Ingram and Keenan Allen. Kind of talk to me about what you're thinking about the flexes here this, this week, Owen. For, for me, Michael Gallup was one guy I wanted, I had to have in my draft. He is somebody I'm really, really high on this year. And uh, Michael Hardman, same thing, but a little bit later. Uh, I think out of all the production in Kansas City and Dallas, uh, which I think are going to be some of the highest, uh, highest, <clears throat> excuse me, productive, production production-wise uh, offenses this year, uh, Hardman to me, I think is going to be benefiting a lot of the the attention that Tyreek Hill's going to get this year, and he's going to be uh, doing great as a second-year wide receiver out of Kansas City. Uh, Michael Gallup, same thing. This is his time to shine. This is a breakout year for him. I think actually in the flex, going against Ingram and Allen, who used to be some really solid fantasy options, I think Hardman and Gallup are going to be the new breakout players for fantasy that are going to really take me over the edge in this matchup. I really think, I believe in Keenan Allen. I think he's going to have a really good year. Um, he used so, to be such a fan, but I do not believe in him this year. Well, we'll see. I don't, I don't really know about that one yet because I think Keenan Allen is going to be probably around the same or better than Mikol Hardman. I think he'll probably be better just because Mikol's going to be like big touchdown or nothing. So it's, I'm not yeah, really, I don't really know. That is true. That is very true. Uh, and for the kickers, you have Justin Tucker versus Robbie Gold. And then for the defenses, Hunter has the Bears. You have the Colts. So in this one, Owen, like I said, the projections have it 53 favoring Hunter and 47 favoring yourself. I assume you're going to take yourself. Am I correct in saying yes, that? Yes, I think it's going to be a, a, a big blowout this week. I'm going to call a it out. Big there. blowout. Yep, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. The 50s are coming out hot. Going to be top two offense production-wise this week in fantasy. Um, I got to disagree with you, Owen. I think oh this is God, where we will disrespect. split this year. I'm going to take Hunter, and that's only because I think Miles Sanders is a little bit hurt. I don't think he'll be playing a lot. Okay. I think Gordon will be. Um, he's kind of always questionable and then comes out and plays like 80% of the snaps. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That is true. And then I don't think Hardman's going to get a touchdown. I think Keenan Allen will. And I think that'll be the difference. I think it's going to be like a 5-10 point game, but I'm going to give it to Hunter in week one. I think the difference maker for me is the Colts defense. I think last year we all saw what the Patriots defense was able to do for me. Pretty much got me through the middle of the season. That's why I drafted him. <laughs> and to me, the Colts are, from week one to eight, are going to be the exact same thing. They have a monster defense. And going against Jacksonville, 
it ain't even close. It's going to be rough. Interesting. So I think uh, I think Colts are going to be the difference maker for, for me in this matchup. And that is where we split. So we have the same exact picks for our podcast pick them, except on that last one. So it'll just be a one-point game going into week two for us. Yeah. Uh, and Owen, we are coming towards the end of our episode here, and we have something very special. And it comes right now. It is the champion's address with your 2020, 2019, actually, 2019 winner, Owen. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. Come to you, my league, league mates. It is good to be here on top as a champion of your 2019 ESFFL league. And I uh, just want to leave a little bit of advice going into this year. Uh, 2020 has been a real bitch. But in this environment nowadays, the new norm, I don't think it's been said the best besides Kirk Cousins. And when he said, it's survival of the fittest. And if I die, I die. That's the mentality of this year. You got to be willing to put it all on the line, no matter what, no matter what 2020 throws at you. You got to be in it to win it in this league. Seven hundred dollars and a dynasty will be mine. You heard it here first. Owen, that brought a tear to my eye. That was beautiful. I'm glad. And that song, next level. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. As your league champion and co-commissioner. We will bring 2020, or we'll bring the ESFFL League into the stratosphere in 2020. This league will be the best part of the year, and that is it. This will be the best thing of your life and going into <laughs> next year. Best day of your life is listening to our podcast, right, Owen? Yes. I mean, what, could, what more could you ask for? Like, What else do you need besides probably better air to breathe and... Uh, stimulus check and uh, um, equal rights. And there's uh, a laundry list of things that we need, but a championship is on the top of mind. Top of mind too. <laughs> All right, everybody. But hey, awesome episode. We look forward to week one. Uh, tomorrow is the first game. We got Chiefs versus Texans. Gonna be a good one. Look forward to hearing in the group chat. We will talk to you all next week with the results of your first matchup of the year. Good luck and goodbye. Fantasy's back, y'all. Let's do it. I am a real American. Fight for the